Good afternoon, Los Angeles and all of Southern California. I'm Farley Malaris, and you're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s, on KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternative. Oh, real good. Look at this. I'm all alone in Southern California. Nobody wants me. No one cares about me. I'm, I'm depressed. I'm all alone. I'm going to cry on the radio. I can't believe for the first time in the history of the show, no calls. Maybe I should just preempt the show, go off the air, and you can listen to heavy metal rock for the next two hours. Well, I guess, okay, oh, I'm having a transit. What the heck? I know there must be somebody out there. Is there anybody out there? <laughs> Oh, oh there, 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 I know there's, 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 there. Oh, wait a second. My guides are out there. Yes. And your guides are out there. I feel much better now. Yes, I'm back. Thank you. Welcome to the two-hour expanded edition of Astrological Metaphysical Radio. Today we are going to do a very long-awaited show on self-love. And uh, to begin the show, I would like to ask you a very important question. First of all, do you love yourself? Now, we're not talking about conceit, and we're not talking about ego. We are talking about humble, authentic self-love. In other words, we are talking about being able to recognize how others would love us. Because when others love us, it's not in an egocentric way, usually, typically, unless it's worship. But if you can see how somebody, like your mother or your father, hopefully they love you, or your sister or your brother or your best friend or your husband or your wife, your girlfriend or your boyfriend, if you could see how they love you in a humble way, where it's sort of like graceful, and you can somehow love yourself like that, then we are talking about self-esteem and self-love, in my opinion, what we call love without ego and conceit. Now, here's the test. Grab your pens. You got your pen in your hand. First of all, I want you, on a 1 to 10 scale, to tell me how much you love yourself, okay, from 0 to 10. Now, if you hate yourself, it's a 0, and if you don't like yourself, it's going to be a 5 or under. If you like yourself at all, you're going to be a 6. If you like yourself more than a little bit, it's a 7. If you consider yourself your own best friend, it's a 9. And if you totally love and accept and respect everything about you, tall, short, fat, skinny, blemished, unblemished, no hair, hair, Indian, moccasin, Arab, Egyptian, whatever, white person, black person, red person, whatever you are, if you totally love yourself without reservation and totally accept yourself, then it's a 10. Now. What's your number? Mine's a 10. You should be at 10. If you're not at a 10, if you don't totally love yourself without reservation, authentically and with humility, then, uh, no offense, but I might call that a self-esteem problem. Now, frankly, in astrology, there are a lot of things we can look at that would prevent us from grading ourselves as far as looking in the mirror and without reservation saying, I love that person in the mirror. Whoever that is, even though, Their nose is a blemish on it. They don't have the type of hair I want. They're not the perfect weight I want. But still, whatever they are, because this is what they are, I love them. And if you're not at that point, at that level, then this could be the source of many of your problems, if not all of your problems, because low self-esteem or low self-love is a symptom and sometimes could be a crisis that can lead you into low confidence, low optimism, unhappiness, depression, and actually zero out certain potentials you might have in romance because no one wants anyone with low self-esteem in career, because no one wants a loser, with your friends and with your goals and with your directions, and also could lead you into escapist behavior, which doesn't have to be drugs or alcohol, 
that can just be giving yourself too hard of a time, meaning tearing up your insides with psychosomatic problems, stress problems, stomach, lower gut, digestive problems, sometimes back, heart, feet, whatever, facial, hands. Well, you create all these problems psychosomatically, nerve-wise, a lot of times it's because you are insecure with who and what you are. Now, in astrology, we can zero in on these factors that concern personal security, personal self-love by zeroing in on how many squares we have in our chart. So, if you have an astroscope in front of you, you can turn to page 3 where it says planetary aspects, and you can right now find the word square somewhere and circle. Every time you find a square, circle the whole section. Whatever it is, moon, square, Mercury, moon, these are mine, square, Pluto, moon, (laughs) thank you, God, square, sun, and moon, wide, square, Saturn, plus Venus, square, Neptune. So I've got five lucky squares in my chart, and hence the reason why I had come from a history and a pattern of grading myself from zero to three until I was about 30, very low self-esteem, lots of stress, a problem that we have as adults and as parents when we raise our children is we don't, frankly, sit down enough, if at all, with them and discuss the subject of self-esteem. How many times do you recall your parents sitting down with you and saying, Farley, I'd like to talk to you about an important issue in your life, self-love and self-esteem. You know, No offense to mom and dad, I love them very much, but not once did they ever do that with me. And in my opinion, if I had children, that would be the number one focal point, reminder, and parental exercise that I would sit down, even with a two-year-old, and discuss the importance and the difference between high self-esteem and conceit, which is an unfortunate symptom that is created. Sometimes conceit, our bullishness, our bullying, is a symptom that is created from a person that is so insecure, has such low self-esteem that they need to do something to gain attention, and hence some of the crime wave we get in society, because we have a lot of these criminal types, these gang types, that don't get any reinforcement as far as to teach them the importance and the value of pure self-love pure self-esteem and personal, emotional, and mental security and stability, which is a vital element, as far as I'm concerned, to success in life. There are some other aspects in the astrology chart that can lead us to low self-esteem, because in past lives, we were the type of people to put others down, to make others feel small, and to somehow, because we were so insecure in past lives and even in current lives, We needed to be in a position of power so we could gain attention. Because a lot of us have come from pirate and criminal and gang-type past lives. And in those situations, what we have done is we have dominated and controlled and manipulated people. A lot of times, especially if you have a heavy precedence of the fixed signs like Leo, Scorpio, Taurus, and Aquarius in your chart with enough squares to create a personal inborn insecurity and then a few oppositions that would reflect the past life within yourself of being a dominant, manipulative, controlling person, then the oppositions that you would earn for this life cycle would be oppositions, meaning that you would manifest, create, or be born to, meaning your family, right, situations where you can see the reflection of your own past in the dominant, controlling, insecure, manipulative people that you have created in your life. Let's clear this up. Squares are something that are totally internal. And oppositions are aspects in our natal chart that mean that we manifest or we are born to people that are just not positive with us. So oppositions are karma that is analyzed that comes to us from other people we manifest, either parents, friends, relatives, or whoever in our life. And this a lot of times will be the relationship that is totally wrong for us, right? 
the guy that will go and sleep around with everybody in the world, but we still love him. We still want to marry this rogue, right? The person that uses drugs and drinks and is a total blithering, blathering idiot. We still love him, though, right? I mean, we actually set ourselves up and put ourselves in a position with others that have this horrible insecurity and low self-esteem that definitely rubs off on us because in their instability, they put us down. They try to make us feel small. They try to manipulate and control and dominate us. And a lot of times, if we're in a family situation like that, we look back and we become just like our fathers and just like our mothers, and we become the same dominant, controlling, manipulative animal. And then you die and you have the same karma and you're reborn in the same reverse situation. You're the parents this time. They're the parents next time. You're the parents, then the kids, then the parents. And this is like an eternal damnation that never stops until some way, somehow, somewhere in your life, you gain some self-esteem, you work on it, and you exercise it because this is a problem and this is not something that is easy. There are people out there that can find problems in their lives, on their bodies, on their faces, in their minds, little things that will make them feel or seem ugly. And they'll walk around, they'll manifest it. They'll go, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm that. Whatever negative thing they can think of, well, I'm this, I'm that. When you say, I'm, 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 it's a form of I am, which happens to just be the definition of God. So talk about creative process. If you want to manifest something, then start saying, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm, I'm, I'm fun, I'm happy, I'm slim, I'm slender, I'm intelligent, I'm wise. Self-esteem is a result of using positive affirmations and also what I would call behavior modification systems, meaning you catch yourself when you're being, I'm this, I'm that, I'm that, when it's not so positive. Notice I'm not even using this stupid example because I don't want it to manifest. Because I, Farley Mallorys, am not going to say anything negative about myself. And I'm not going to hang around people that are going to say negative things about me either. If you don't like me and if you don't like my height, my weight, my size, my hair color, my hair, my face, my whatever, then keep it to yourself. Or get out. <laughs> get out of here, buddy. Move out of the way. It's just like an important key to my life because I do have squares and a normal tendency to have all this fear and anxiety and low self-esteem and low self-love when I was a child. And somehow I was able to climb out of that 50-mile hole and dust myself off and look in the mirror and whatever I saw, embrace it. No longer did the effect of all these people that put me down. Because you could be two pounds overweight and be with a fanatic mother that'll say, well, you're a little bit, you know, this and that because you have two pounds on you. That's why people become anorexic and bulimic and all that stuff because of the pressure. They're under way too much pressure. Then you might have four, five, six squares in your chart that'll tend to hold you down, make you insecure. I have another measurement. I like to ask myself, how tall are you, Farley? After that, when I was working out of this problem I had with self-esteem, I would take my hand and I would show myself how tall I am. When I first started, I was like an acorn size, you know, way down here. If you ask yourself, how tall are you? Show me with your hand. How tall are you? Oh, there you go. There you see, if, if you go ahead, like you're under the Washington Monument and you look up there and go, oh my God, it goes up to eternal heaven, then you're in touch with your God self and you're in touch with a major root to the foundation of what high self-esteem is about. Because the more you feel that you are a towering strength of power and confidence and ability, and the more you exercise that right to feel that and throw off your past, the only way you can throw off and process your past is you need to start asserting and affirming your present. And that will manifest a more positive future for you. See, self-esteem is not something that's just a gift. Self-esteem is something you must earn and work for and create with your God power. That is why if you do remember negative things in your life pattern, in your mind pattern, or negative things in your past family history, then you got to start turning that around. you got to figure out and identify what all that negative stuff was, all those people that put you down and said you would fail or whatever, right? And you got to change that around. 
with mantras that you would meditate on and say in the car or when you're wasting your time watching those stupid soap operas, right? <laughs> you know, or whatever you watch or do. I mean, I love soap operas. Okay, I watch soap operas myself. Sorry. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> what you need to do instead of wasting some of your time, some of you unemployed people out there, right, for example, some of you lonely people out there, the reason why you may be lonely and unemployed is because no one wants to hang around you because you don't like yourself and they all sense it. People only want to be around people that feel that they are stars into their own rights without conceit. So affirming things like, I am successful, I'm confident. See, there's that I'm again. I'm is a powerful phrase here, this I'm stuff. I'm proud, I'm happy, I'm strong, I'm healthy, I'm slender, I'm attractive, I'm neat, I'm cute, I'm adorable, I'm wise, I'm philosophical. Yeah, I mean, who else is going to tell you? I'm a Leo. If you have any Leo in your chart, more than ever, you need compounded praise and affirmations because Leos are so vulnerable. And being a Leo, gosh, if my parents would have known I was a Leo who needed self-esteem, I think things would have went real different in my life. Instead, they figured, let's put this guy through military boot camp, basic training, and that way he'll come out just like the rest. Instead, I come out going, dee, dee, just one of these weirdos. But I'm better now. And the thing is, is that if you do have a person you know, or you have Leo rising, Leo moon, Leo sun, or Venus, Mars, or major planets in Leo, then you may be one of those people that needs, if you don't get the external praise, then self-praise. And once again, you have to watch blasting an ego or being conceited. We're not talking about being personally identifying a selfish side to you. This is like a humble security. Humble security, it's like an internal God love. Like the God spark is inside of you, and it's important to respect this power and this ability and this conscious that you have inside of you and to uplift it. Because so many of us don't have number 10 level self-esteem. We have to work for that. So it is important for you to find out whichever affirmations work for you. All right, Southern California, I'm Farley Malaris, and you are listening to the two-hour expanded edition of Astrological Metaphysical Radio. Here going on five years on KFOX Redondo Beach 93.5 FM, and so glad you're able to join us and get involved in what this is all about, and it's a lot of fun for sure. And also, this is an important topic. Frankly, I think that low self-esteem or no self-love, and once again, I asked you to grade yourself you tuned in late. Zero means you hate yourself, and ten means you love yourself. Obviously, if you're close to zero, you may be close to suicidal, because too many people that don't like themselves or can't handle life manifest so many negative things. It may be personal self-destruction. If you are suicidal, you definitely want to call me on or off the air so we can discuss it. But anyway, <laughs> and then I'll help you jump off the roof in a net, hopefully. But it's like life was not meant to be completely easy for everyone on Earth. Different places on Earth, there's different levels of suffering and different levels of pleasure. Frankly, I feel if you're an American citizen and you have a few bucks to get yourself home and shelter and clothing and food, that you're ahead of the game for everybody else on the planet. But the problem is that too many people are spoiled, too many people are obsessed, too many people are selfish, and too many people are manipulative and controlling and dominant types from past lives that seem to affect us in our childhoods and as we're growing and such that can create this aura that many Americans have especially where we just don't like ourselves. And that's why we find it difficult to like other people. You know, I have a friend of mine who is having some personal problems. I won't share them with you, but, but she tells me she doesn't like other people. Hey, guess what? <laughs> that's a reflection on yourself. If you find it difficult to like other people, you might also find, as she does, that she doesn't like herself either. And frankly, learning how to like yourself and the God spark within is a wonderful start in order to getting on the path of learning how to love and respect all people under the brotherhood of men and women philosophy, the family of man, the oneness of God, 
the fact that this I am spark that we have inside of us is a spark, or what I call the God spark, are the same circuit that exists in every person. In other words, what we see in our individuality, in our personal appearance, in the appearance and what appears to be the uniqueness of all people is a facade. It's a travesty. It's an illusion. It's not real. Because the being that animates you and makes you move and talk and speak and love is the same being that animates the paper man and the garbage collector and Idi Amin, all people, even me, right? And even though this being may choose or be subject to situations where the memory of self is lost, right, and where ethics and universal laws might not also be remembered, a lot of these individual reflections, these individual terminals of the God spark are waylaid. They get sort of distracted and distorted and perverted. (laughs) So some of these people that have manifested their own creative process have manifested a mess. But they're still the I am. The I am exists inside of all of us. It's our job to raise the self-esteem for ourselves and the confidence and the optimism for ourselves and also help others. Sit down with your children and discuss self-esteem with them. Look them in the eyes and say, what's your name? My name's Bobby. And how old are you? I'm four. Do you like yourself? Yes. How much? Little bit. Why just a little? Well, I don't know. Daddy yells at me. He calls me bad names. He does. Well, I love you, Bobby. You do. You're special. I am? Can you say that? I'm special. That's right. Why don't you practice saying that, Bobby? I'm special. Because that's what's important. That you're special. And if we could teach this to all of our children and remove the ego and the conceit and replace that with true self-respect and true self-humility and self-esteem and self-love, then I think some of the answers that's been affecting this planet through thousands of years would be solved. Where you know where we start? We start at home with ourselves and our children. And that's important. It's important to exercise regular self-esteem and reach for the 10. Reach for the 10. When you have to measure how tall you are and you ask yourself, how tall am I? Then you want to see a monolith up there. When you can truly look in the mirror and laugh because you are just... You just are in bliss at what you see, naked, dressed, whatever. You look at that and go, yeah, that's Farley, yo, a star. I love you, guy. You're my best friend. That's it. You're all I've got. In our loneliness, all we have is the self. So we might as well learn to start having a relationship with the self. And then when you finally reach up and you can have self-esteem and self-love, you know what that means metaphysically? The the highest forms of self-esteem, self-love are chakra control. And those people that truly have pure self-respect to themselves are like blossoming, blooming flowers. All their chakras are open. And then you know what happens? Your intuitive mind reaches in, goes, hey, buddy, (laughs) you've made contact here with the God force. And then the intuitive mind, maybe one of your guides, helps form the bridge from your conscious mind to your higher self. And you learn more and you become more aware and more powerful, more spiritual. And it's the key to happiness, in my opinion. So if you're having low self-esteem problems, then one of your chakras is down, or maybe more, or maybe all of them is closed. How the heck are you supposed to make contact without your antennae? These chakras, the one you're sitting on, your spleen, your stomach, your heart, your throat, your crown chakra, your brow chakra, these are all flowers that make up the skeleton of the soul. And these flowers are a reflection of how we feel. And if we feel good all the time, they're open. When you get the chills, because you feel good, you're so excited, you're cheering at a baseball game, you are chakra blown. You are chakra blown. When you have an orgasm and it's a good one, you're blown out. Kundalini, you know? From head to foot, every one of them's open wide. Sometimes I think my chakras go out to the street. I think they're bad. We're talking mega flowers and me, you know. But you see, that's the type of visualization and imagination you have to have when you get in touch with your chakras. There's a wonderful book at the Bodhi Tree, I believe, called The Chakras that you can read about that will help explain to you about your energy centers. Of course, the third eye 
or the brow chakra is the most famous, which is supposed to be the pineal gland. The one in our brow helps plug us into the God consciousness, which becomes totally obvious when we get in control, if ever, with our crown chakra, the one on top of our head, which causes lots of headaches if it's closed. So that's why feeling good and having high self-esteem is the source to maybe many, many secrets of happiness and joy and bliss and finally succeeding. People call me up and they go, Farley, uh, would you look at my career for me? I'll say, hey, (laughs) how's your self-esteem on a zero to ten? That's the question I'm going to ask. If you don't say ten, that's why you don't have a job. You know what I mean? The people that are employed out there are high self-esteem people. People that are in good relationships are high self-esteem. I hate being in a relationship with a milk sop. Come on. These people that take all their power and give it to you and say, Farley, you've got my power, squash me. Come on, I'm out of there. I want somebody, if you want to be in a relationship with me, then love thyself and bless yourself for having this relationship. I know you love me. You wouldn't be there. You know, you don't have to keep saying it over and over again. I want somebody that has blossoming, full-blown, 10-level self-esteem all the time. That's what I want. I'm sure that's what you want. A lot of these reasons why relationships and careers don't work is because people have this low confidence, this low self-esteem, and it doesn't work. Welcome Mark Henry back from his round-the-world vacation. He went all over the place, Bangkok, Thailand. Actually, he took care of the baby. He was up to his neck in diapers. But anyway, <laughs> that's true. Okay, welcome back, Mark. The place went to hell when you were gone. <laughs> now everything's okay. But anyway, let's go to the phones <laughs> and talk to Alma, who has a question about a friend. And I know you enjoyed that topic, right? That was a great topic. Yeah. Yes, indeed. I loved it. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, he would like to have a general scan and kind of outlook on uh, career jobs and stuff. Just got unemployed. How's his self-esteem? Right about now, not that great because he just lost his job. (laughs) Yeah, that really does something for us. Well, he's having a Saturn return, you know. It's going to last for another year or two. He does have Saturn in Capricorn, which is major lesson in life, career, and success. His success levels are focused on self-love and self-esteem. So the topic was good for him. Was he listening today? I have it on tape. Okay. And he is shown a businessman's chart, which means he's best suited to be in a career situation that, where he's the boss, my opinion, okay? Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Let's go to Ken now, a Sag Virgo rising. Hi, Ken. Are you there, Ken? Yes, I am. Welcome. Thank you. What can we do for you today, Guy? I'm calling for a general reading, perhaps with an emphasis on career and financial situations. Stay away from the Persian Gulf, right? (laughs) No commercial flights over that area. Basically, I think a guy like you is probably a lot harder worker than most people I've ever seen in astrology. Do you know why? No. You have a beautiful trine between the two benefic planets, Venus in Capricorn at 2 degrees and Jupiter in Virgo at 1 degrees, which mean that you probably get the job done and do it well. You agree with that? Sure. How about your supervisors? Do they agree with that? I think they tend to, sure. Okay, do you think you're overworked and underpaid? Mm, Somewhat. Sometime, okay. Usually, people that have a chart like that have their greatest success once they also get in control of their own finances. Meaning, a Venus trine Jupiter could be a Howard Hughes-type chart, but you'd have to be the boss. You'd have to be the investor. And with Saturn and Uranus in Capricorn next year, you are showing a major windfall or a killing financially in business or in career. So good luck, okay? Great. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Let's go to Nancy, a Aries, Leo Rising. Hi, Nance. Hi, Barley. This topic is great. <laughs> it was what I need. It was for you. I knew it. It's for me. I'm a new mom with a little Leo baby, and so it was really hitting home for us. Can you say, I'm special? Okay, Daddy, I'm special. <laughs> I wish my dad would have given me just one time, one time before I was 30. It's like, say, I'm special, Farley. 
My dad said, Farley, I assumed you knew you were special. Oh, right, Dad. You know, (laughs) sure. Well, this one gets it all the time, but it just reminds us he needs it a lot. (laughs) Well, you know, I think the real winners and the people that really make it big quick are ones that get that self-esteem training at home from parents that recognize how important that is. Well, he thrives on it. We all do. A lot of, uh, we could avoid drug and alcohol problems in our children also if we can raise their self-esteem where they don't feel they need altered states, you know, to feel special. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm calling. I kind of want a general. I'm not working because I'm at home with him, but... Um, well, how's your self-esteem? <laughs> well, you know, it fluctuates, but listening to you, it's almost 10-ish, but usually around 8, I think. Oh, it's got to be a 10. It's got to be yeah. a 10. Yeah. I usually feel pretty good about myself, but, um, you know, with not working and being dependent upon my husband, it it's, you know, a little different. Because well, I'm used to being a little more independent. You are shown a lot more money, a little bit more down the line, whereas you may be dependent right now on finances from your husband. Uh-huh. Down the line, you're shown much more financial acquisition because your Venus will get trined firmly by Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune in the coming years, which could show more success than you imagine. Right now, you're shown a spiritual rebirth, and you're shown visions and innovations and intuition that is just blossoming. You are a Aries with Mercury and Pisces. And Pluto and Scorpio trying that Mercury is going to open you up psychically, where if you don't have any bad habits and you do raise your self-esteem, that bridge we talked about could be forming right now. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay, thanks very much. I was born in 48. I know you were. So was David Bowie. <laughs> and so was Kim Darby. Yeah, a lot of good people. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Hon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Let's go to VC on line number four. Hi. Hi. Is that Void Course or Viet Cong? <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. What can we do? You're an Aquarius. Yes, I am. I just wanted a general scan concerning my career and relationship. How's your self-esteem on a 0 to 10? Uh, right now, it's pretty low because I've had some career setbacks. What number is it? Oh, what number? It's very low. Well, come on. Probably around 3. I'm wow. Around three. That's sad. Yeah, it used to be pretty good, but it's not at the moment. Maybe we should go off and cry somewhere together for a while. That's pretty... Well, my background is very similar to yours, from, to what you have described. So you don't like looking in the mirror then, right now? I don't mind looking in the mirror. It's just that I've been going through a very great period of depression for several years. My philosophy is that no matter what happens, it's always darkest before the dawn, meaning like whenever something that seems to be bad happens, like I get dumped or rejected or fired, then I always figured it's like clearing the garbage away for the new beginning. Uh I think what some people do is they can't handle the rejection of being fired or losing a job or being channeled out or phased out in relationships, and it gets to them. They take it personal. Actually, I've never been let go for reasons of incompetency, so that helps, but it doesn't help. <laughs> I have. They've got me. They said, Earl, you're incompetent. I went, no, wait a minute. You're incompetent, buddy. I'm not. There have been for other reasons, but it, sometimes it doesn't help, and I just wonder. I don't really know what the problem is, except that I know that sometimes I do sabotage relationships. Well, I am pretty negative. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty negative. Oh, thanks a lot, VZ. We get along great. Get out of here. No. <laughs> now, seriously, I think that you have a chart of a counselor. Part of absolving your karma would probably be to consider a career where you could help people by being objective and looking at their problems, which is probably something you already do anyway for free. Mm-hmm. And you also have a chart of a very powerful person with your sun, your Mercury, your Venus in Aquarius, and Mars in Taurus, and Neptune in Scorpio, and, and Uranus and Pluto in Leo. Those are all fixed planets, which means you are clearly a leader and not meant to work for anyone. So it's either self-employment or counseling, as far as I can see. That's my suggestion. I'm a writer. That's what I've been for 11 years. Good luck. Okay, thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Let's go to Dolores. Got a question. Hi. 
Hello, Farley. How are you? Fine, thanks. I have a question about how long it takes for a soul to reincarnate. Okay, well, there's different philosophies on that. The Hare Krishnas believe, which I happen to relate to quite a bit, that there's an instant reincarnation that goes on for a lot of souls, which means that literally almost at death, <laughs> it's like trying to catch a freight train. Mm-hmm. And you go into your review, you see the higher mind is really quick, and life on Earth is like going slow-mo next to what's going on in higher levels. Yes, that's why I was curious how long it takes. See, that's why a lot of people, when they die, it's sudden or unexpected, and oftentimes they're doing that because they have to catch another karma, so to speak. Mm-hmm. See, so the Hare Krishnas believe that how you do die and the manner of death and what's in your mind at death, like they believe you should say, the Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, and then Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, when you die, to actually confirm a human reincarnation or beyond. They say that if you're being guilt-ridden or selfish or negative or vindictive at death, then that could subject you to a lower life form or a different life form other than human, that people that can be so wicked that they can actually blow their karma and end up on a more hellish state in a different kind of planetary experience. See, that Earth has its heaven and hell, but there's a different planetary experience you can subject your soul to if you really blow your Earth karma. So it's like beyond the animal kingdom. We're talking beyond insects. So in some instances, I would say that there may be an instant reincarnation, but in others, there might not be. It depends on what the individual soul needs. If the individual soul is in bad shape, we're talking major karma, then it would probably choose to incarnate immediately to start absolution process of that. If the soul was a bit higher and was more karma-free, more evolved, then I think the segment and the sequence between incarnations would be more of a patience, you know, more timing allowed for that. Does that help you? Yes, it does. So it could be anywhere from instant to, say, 10 years, or do you think that's too long? Well, if your soul is evolved and it's karma-free, it could take a 1,000 years for you to come back, if ever. Yeah. See? Okay. This is the Astrology Hour, KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternative, uh, weekdays at 12 noon to 1 o'clock, Tuesdays from 12 noon to 2 o'clock. My name is Farley Malaris. If you're a new listener, thanks for joining us. Let's go to the phones now and talk to Michelle. Michelle is an Aquarius supporter of the show with Scorpio Rising. Hi. Hi, Farley. What's your score? My score? Zero to ten. Oh, um, I think I'm about like an 8.75 to a 9. <laughs> 8.75. <laughs> You mean you don't totally love yourself yet? Well, you know, if, when you hit me with this self-esteem question, it just really made sense to me because I'm an actress and I have to do all these little jobs to support my soul's employment. And I kept saying to myself, okay, well, I'm getting my self-esteem together. I'm getting my life together. I have everything under control. Why am I not doing better? I have to do these things that I don't Because you're an 8.75. Yeah. Because all these people that are 10 are getting the jobs. That's why. You see... Magic Johnson, does, Magic Johnson does not win five NBA championships unless he's a 10. Because yeah. if you talk to him, he's number one. Yeah. He's a champ. He's the best. And, and that's not a conceited thing. It's just that that's how you do it. You're, you develop a winning attitude inside yourself. It's a selfless attitude, and it works. Mm-hmm. So you want to know about your career, right? Well, I wanted to ask you about... <laughs> no. I know Thank my, you. I know my career is it's there waiting for me. There's a star with my name on it. There you I go. All right. Okay. But by the way, you know what my nickname is? It's Farley. No, it's Mercury. (laughs) Mercury. Do you like that? (laughs) Well, I guess it's better than being Uranus, so what the heck, you know? (laughs) I wanted to know. If you're going to be a planet, it's best to be Mercury, I I think. I don't know how that really happened. It just happened. Okay. But I wanted to know how um, 
Mars and Leo retrograde affects self-esteem? Well, what it does is it puts you in a position where you're vulnerable and you may invest too much into relationships because, number one, it's retrograde. Number two, it's square Neptune and Scorpio. Number uh -huh. three, it's opposed Saturn and Aquarius. Mm -hmm. So what you do is you put your, it's like when you get in a relationship, I see you fitting yourself in a guillotine and giving the handle to the guy you're with, saying, hey, you know what? You can pull this anytime you want. I'm clear on it. You know, off with your head, baby. Bam. I have, I'm recently married and I have done that in the past, but we're both aware of that. A T-squared Mars gets married. All right. You're giving me hope in mankind here. I'll tell you. Actually, I married somebody who was also an Aquarian almost the same time as I was born, except he's born on the West Coast. I was born on the East Coast. All right. But. But I would think that Mars and Leo people really need to learn self-respect and pride right. and also retaining your own self-worth over and above any other relationship. Right. Which means that your relationship with yourself should be important more so in order to fund or to stabilize any relationship with anyone else. Yeah. Because if Michelle's not happy with herself, then the rest of the whole house of cards could fall I down. I believe that, yeah. Okay, sweetie? I have one more question. When you said about um, slow motion... About how the Earth plan is like in slow motion? Yes. It feels like that to me very, very much. It does feel yes. like <laughs> that to I, I you? I always feel like the world isn't moving fast enough for me. All right. Well, then you're relating to your higher self a little bit. Oh, so that's, is, would that be related in a negative way or a positive That's way? why they call you Mercury. Okay, see you later. Okay, bye. Thank bye. You. A typical Mars and Leo. I almost married one, but I got, you know, I, I know what Mars and Leo means now. Grace is a Taurus with Virgo rising. Hi, Grace. Hi, Farley. <laughs> I just love you, Farley. I have to tell you, I found you on the radio in the midst of the most terrible midlife crisis I think anyone on this earth has ever gone through. I mean, it was just like radar. I was like, i got to get home because on my car radio, I can't pick up Redondo Beach. I'm in um, North Orange County. I don't pick it up too well. Yeah. So I raced home, and I got a stable station, and I go, I know that God is telling me that this is something for me to learn. And on Friday, when you talk about rebirth, you know, into astrology, mm -hmm. that's exactly what happened in my mind. It was like my mind just kind of tripped over and said, this is what we're going to do, and it's okay. And I've listened, like, almost every day. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm taking notes. I have friends getting charged. I've even started. One of the doctors is trying to help me with this midlife crisis. I've been kind of telling her little things about her chart. She had a chart done and had it available. I couldn't make heads or tails of it, but I tried. Aww. And so anyhow... I am just, it's just like, it was like an oasis for me. <laughs> well, you're not alone, and everybody, you know, that's into astrology, including myself, goes through it, you know, the fanatic stage, where you're like, you're a hungry lion, and you finally found a kill, and you're like, wah, 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 you know, so you just go, of course, I'm a vegetarian, but, <laughs> but still, yeah, I know. Yeah, I wanted to, I was. People like, go berserk, you know. I know it. I was like into this, like, years back. I got, you know, when I was in another crisis, like. 20 years ago, uh -huh. and I talked to a psychiatrist at that point about astrology because I was excited then about it. It was just like that little stuff that you buy at the store, and he just talked to me and said, nah, nah. And I oh, he's a real good psychologist, right? <laughs> Maybe we should send him to the monkey house or something. Yeah, no. but isn't that strange how things evolve? Yeah, well, I'm glad you're into it now, and, <laughs> and I'm glad you feel better, and you are going through a massive transition, and it means ending certain chapters that you've been holding on to, and and getting ready for the new flowering, you know. Totally. There's some disappointments. And your expenses, kid, they may be higher than they've ever been right now. You might get tired of writing checks out, frankly. But still, it will pass. It will take some time. Some of the vibe is backed off a little bit. A lot of the problem is stemmed from having Venus and early Aries at zero. Mm -hmm. See, Saturn and Uranus floating around Capricorn zero, 
Both of them square your Venus, and then Neptune finished squaring it for a few years a while back. Mm-hmm. Boy, we're talking about disappointments and changes in karma, where it seems like every time you reach your hand out for something, you get slapped or it gets torn off or something. That's right. So you know, know what that tells you? When you can't reach out for anything, then everything you need's right inside. And that's the spiritual confirmation of your life. Okay, sweetie? Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Let's go to another caller on line number one is Cynthia Aries Libra Rising. Hi, Cynthia. Hi, Farley. Cynthia. Hi, you're cracking me up over here. <laughs> you what? I'm cracking you up? Yeah. Well, that's my job. <laughs> I'm the cosmic comedian. I've learned how to channel a new being. <laughs> Seriously, I can channel a new being. I know this person... the being? Are you tickling him? No, this person died, and I'll show you. Let me see if I can go into my... You got a second? Oh, here it comes. <laughs> okay, I'm better now. All right, what go- <laughs> You're over it. <laughs> well, Donald Duck died, you know. They hired somebody else, so I'm able to jump. You know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, what can we do for you today? I just have a question about relationships. You do? Yeah. Is this with an alien, a human, or, you know? Well, it depends on the day, I think. Well, you know, you are shown major karma right now. Well, that's good. Are you suffering? Um, not really. I was only feeling about a seven. Okay, is this a roller coaster relationship? No. Or you're involved with somebody right now, right? Right, yeah. Okay, Saturn and Uranus are backing up. And if you had a problem with this person about a year ago, did you? Uh, not really. You didn't know him then? Yeah, I did know him. Okay, then I don't know. You might be getting tested here for some big responsibilities. Yeah, it's the future that I'm thinking about. Are you thinking about getting married or something? Well, he's going away for a while. <gasps> then that's the big test. Saturn, Uranus, oppose your Mars. Missing him. Yeah, distance, yeah. It's going to be hard. Well... You know, you just have to focus on other things and know that he's inside you. It's like all people are right inside your heart, and if you focus, if you play favorites, you just imagine him inside your heart, then life will be a lot easier. Because there's no such thing as distance. You know, it's all an illusion. Did you know that? Yeah. The more distance you create in your mind, the bigger distance they'll seem. But if you actually place this guy's soul inside of your body in your visualization, then he'll be there with you. That's why I don't miss any of my ex-lovers or ex-girlfriends, because they're here. I love them. I have instant memorization. I go, oh, boy, I get turned on just at the thought of it. Okay, thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. That's another edition of Astrological Metaphysical Radio. Hope you liked it. See you real soon. Weekdays in the Fox at 12 noon. Bye-bye.